Welcome to the AI 3003 podcast, where we explore the world of artificial intelligence and its applications. I'm your host, Brian, and today we have a very exciting topic to discuss. Let me introduce our guest for today. We have Emma, who is an expert in natural language processing and works at Contoso. Emma, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Brian. I'm excited to be here and share my knowledge about natural language processing with Azure AI services. Fantastic. Today, we're going to talk about developing natural language processing solutions with Azure AI services. This is a fascinating topic that has a wide range of applications. From language translation to sentiment analysis, Azure AI services offers powerful tools to process and understand human language. But before we get into the details, Emma, could you please tell our listeners a bit about yourself and your experience in this field? Of course, Brian. I've been working in the field of natural language processing for over five years now. I have a deep understanding of the various techniques and technologies used to analyze and process human language. At Contoso, I've had the opportunity to work on several projects that leverage Azure AI services for natural language processing tasks. That's impressive, Emma. Your expertise will certainly be valuable for our listeners. Now, let's dive into the world of natural language processing with Azure AI services. So, Emma, now that we know about the Azure AI Translator resource, how can we use it for language detection? Language detection with Azure AI Translator is quite straightforward. You can send a text string to the API, and it will identify the language for you. That sounds convenient. Can you give me an example of how we can use language detection in a real-world scenario? Sure. Let's say you have a customer support chatbot that supports multiple languages. When a user sends a message, you can use the Azure AI Translator to detect the language of the message. Based on the detected language, you can then provide a response in the same language. That's really helpful. What about one-to-many translation? How does that work with Azure AI Translator? With one-to-many translation, you can translate a text string from one language to multiple target languages. You simply provide the source language and the target languages, and the API will return the translations for you. That's impressive. Can you give me an example of how we can use one-to-many translation in a real-world scenario? Of course. Let's say you have an e-commerce website that operates globally. When a customer selects a product description in their preferred language, you can use the Azure AI Translator to translate the description into multiple languages. This way, you can cater to customers from different regions and provide them with a seamless shopping experience. That's really powerful. Now, what about script transliteration? How can we use Azure AI Translator for that? Script transliteration is useful when you want to convert text from one script to another. For example, if you have text written in the Latin script and you want to convert it to the Cyrillic script, you can use the Azure AI Translator to perform the transliteration. That's fascinating. Can you give me an example of how we can use script transliteration in a real-world scenario? Absolutely. Let's say you have a news website that publishes articles in multiple languages. You can use the Azure AI Translator to transliterate the article titles into different scripts, such as Latin, Cyrillic, or Devanagari, depending on the target audience. This way, you can ensure that the article titles are displayed correctly in different scripts. That's really helpful, Emma. It's amazing to see how Azure AI Translator can be used in various real-world scenarios. Thank you for sharing your insights. You're welcome, Brian. So Emma, I've been reading about the capabilities of Azure AI Translator. It seems like it can do some really interesting things like language detection, translation, and transliteration. Can you tell me more about these capabilities? 
Absolutely, Brian. With Azure AI Translator, you can use the detect function to determine the language in which a given text is written. For example, you can submit the text to the endpoint using curl and get a response indicating the detected language. That's cool. Can you give me an example of how we can use the detect function? Sure. Let's say we have a text written in Japanese. We can make a call using curl to the endpoint and pass the text as a parameter. The response will tell us that the text is written in Japanese. Got it. So once we know the language, can we translate the text to another language? Absolutely. To translate text from one language to another, we can use the translate function. We specify a source language using the from parameter and one or more target languages using the to parameter. That sounds straightforward. Can you give me an example of how we can use the translate function? Of course. Let's say we have the same Japanese text and we want to translate it to English and French. We can make a call specifying the from parameter as job for Japanese and the two parameters as n for English and fr for French. The result will be the translated text in both languages. That's really useful. But what if we don't want to translate the text but instead transliterate it to a different script? Great question. If we have Japanese text written in hiragana script and we want to transliterate it to Latin script, we can use the transliterate function. We specify the from script parameter as Japan for Japanese and the to script parameter as Latin for Latin script. Ah, oh, I see. So the transliterate function can help us render the text in a different script without actually translating it. That's interesting. Exactly, Brian. It's a useful feature when you want to keep the original meaning of the text but display it in a different script. That's an excellent insight, Emma. It's fascinating to see how Azure AI Translator can detect languages, translate text, and even transliterate it. Thank you for sharing these capabilities with us. You're welcome, Brian. It is my pleasure to discuss these capabilities with you. Emma, can you explain how the translate function of the API handles word alignment? Sure, Brian. When translating text from one language to another, word alignment is important to understand the relationship between the words in the source text and the translation. By setting the include alignment parameter to true, you can see the alignment between characters in the source and the translation. That's interesting, Emma. Can you give me an example of how word alignment works? Of course, Brian. Let's say we have the English phrase smart services and we want to translate it to simplify Chinese. Without word alignment, the translation would be AE one half AE, A which is difficult to understand. But by including alignment, we can see that characters zero to four in the source correspond to characters zero to one in the translation and characters six to 13 in the source correspond to characters two to three in the translation. I see, Emma. So including alignment helps us understand the mapping between the source and translation. What other options can we specify when using the translate function? Another useful option is include sentence length. By setting this parameter to true, we can get the length of the translation. This can be helpful for determining how to display the translation in a user interface. That makes sense, Emma. Can you give me an example of how include sentence length works? Certainly, Brian. Let's say we want to translate the English phrase, hello world, to French. By including sentence length, we can see that the translation has a length of 11 characters. I see, Emma. Including sentence length can help us determine how to display the translation. Are there any other options we can specify? Yes, Brian. Another option is profanity filtering. Sometimes text contains profanities that we might want to obscure or omit in the translation. We can handle profanities by specifying the profanity action parameter. 
It can have values like no action, deleted, or marked. That's interesting, Emma. Can you give me an example of how profanity filtering works? Certainly, Brian. Let's say we have the English text, JSON is fucking great, and we want to translate it to German. By setting the profanity action to marked and profanity marker to asterisk, the profanity will be replaced with asterisks in the translation. I see, Emma. Profanity filtering can be useful to handle inappropriate language in translations. Thank you for explaining these translation options. You're welcome, Brian. So, Emma, I've been reading about custom translations with Azure AI Translator. It seems like a great solution for businesses or industries with specific vocabularies. Can you walk me through the process of creating a custom model? Absolutely, Brian. To create a custom model, you first need to create a workspace linked to your Azure AI Translator resource. Once you have the workspace, you can create a project within it. Got it. And what's the next step after creating the project? After creating the project, you'll need to upload training data files. These files will be used to train your custom model. Once the training data is uploaded, you can proceed to train the model. How do I test the model after it's trained? Good question. You can test your model by making translation calls to the API. This will allow you to see how well your custom model performs. And once I'm satisfied with the results, how do I publish the model? Once you're satisfied with the performance of your model, you can publish it. This will make it available for translation calls using the category ID assigned to your custom model. That sounds straightforward. How do I actually make translation calls to the API? To make a translation call, you need to send a post request to the API with the required parameters. These parameters include the version of the API, the target language, and your category ID. And what about the headers and request body? The request headers should include your client key and the content type of the payload. The request body should contain an array with a JSON object specifying the text you want to translate. That's helpful, Emma. And what can I expect in the response from the API? The response will include a response code indicating the success of the request. It will also contain the translated text in the response body. And what if the request is not successful? If the request is not successful, the API may return different status codes depending on the error type. You can refer to the documentation for a full list of status codes and their explanations. Thanks for explaining the process, Emma. This seems like a powerful tool for businesses with specific translation needs. You're welcome, Brian. It definitely is a powerful tool. Custom translations can greatly improve the accuracy and relevance of translations for specialized industries. Well, I think that wraps up our discussion on custom translations with Azure AI Translator. Thank you, Emma, for sharing your expertise on this topic. Thank you, Brian, for having me. It was a pleasure discussing custom translations with you. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. We hope you found this episode informative. Keep on learning and exploring the possibilities of Azure AI services.